Hey y'all, welcome to the final Pride 2021 episode of Thoughts of Peaches. This is Peaches. How you doing? So, as we discussed in the um, Pride episode previously, there is an understanding that 2020 was the Pride of self-reflection because we were amidst a pandemic. And 2021 was meant to be the Pride of reinvention and things of that nature. A lot of things occurred especially within the New York City area regarding Pride. Um, And a lot of things have happened and conversations have been started via social media about what Pride means, how it is celebrated, and things of that nature. And the whole point of this episode is just my roundup and review about what Pride has been this year and where I see Pride going moving forward. Um, Some of the opinions are going to be common or things I've said before, things I've related to before. Some of them may be slightly unpopular or controversial, but hey, it's called Thoughts of Peaches because these are my thoughts and these are my feelings. So let's get into it. Okay, so we are going to call Pride 2021 the year of almost everything digital um, because of the impact of the pandemic and the quick turnaround on the lifting of the restrictions, there wasn't enough time to put Pride together in the same over-the-top, large-scale fashion that it normally would have been done. The things that could be done in person reasonably quickly were put together as they should, and the things that were not were modified into a digital format, which included the main Pride March um, that usually is hosted by Heritage of Pride, which is the primary um, Pride organization that New York is known for. But interestingly enough, the Queer Liberation March still went on in person for this reason. Um, The standard Pride March that everybody is used to seeing is so overrun with corporate sponsorship and logistics and bureaucracy and things like that. It takes a lot more time to put together than the smaller, more grassroots formation of the Queer Liberation March which was created because they wanted to get back to the root of what Pride was about, organizations that directly help the LGBTQIA plus community all year round, not just during the month of June, so they can put their logo on a car and drive down the street with rainbows and put people in the backseat waving and giving out goodie bags and things. So that went on in person as normal, as well as the um, Pride Fest. Now, in regard to... The standard Pride March everybody's used to, it went to a digital format in which each organization that normally would have been in the parade and had a float and all that did a digital presentation that was introduced by one of the five grand marshals of the parade. Now, on one hand, I like this format because it grants accessibility to so many more people to see it if they are interested. But it does take away a little bit from the camaraderie and fellowship of being out in the streets with people in the community. And that's just something we'll have to figure out how to work on in the future where we can make both of those things possible and accommodating. Because for a lot of people, the march and parade and festivities are still a huge part of what they like about pride for some people it's the only time of the year they get to be free and be themselves and it's something that still needs to go on whereas the accessibility concern for people who are differently abled and have sensory issues 
the digital format allows them to participate without compromising their own well-being or mental health of being in a crowd or being in a space that's not physically accessible to them. So that may be something we can work on hybridizing in the years to come. Now, there was a lot of discussion this year about intersectionality and where pride sits on those lines of people with multiple identities. Now, you saw a lot of inclusionary measures, whether they be actively and progressively done or performative, you can decide on your own. But there was a lot of usage of the progressive pride flag, which was developed in Philadelphia to include a lot of marginalized people within the marginalized group. Um, a lot of places are still using the traditional pride flag just because it's a symbol, so they feel like it covers everybody. Either way, fly whichever one makes you happy. Now, for us as people, there's been a lot of question as to what is the appropriate manner to celebrate pride, how should we do it, where should we go, etc., etc., etc. Now... I'm going to get to that in the next segment because that's a whole deep, deep, deeper conversation. Okay, so we talk about what pride is and how it's supposed to be celebrated. There's a lot of discourse and conversation regarding multiple topics on multiple layers of this. So I'm going to go through each one with my opinion as far as from what I've seen in um, 2021 and how we can do better for everybody. First of all, Stop tone policing how people celebrate their pride. The word pride is used for not only its generic definition, but also the sensibility that comes along with it. People have to understand that pride is a celebration of both a collective and an individual individual representation of who you are. That is your sexual identity, how you express your gender, all of that into one. So you can't really prescribe that pride has to be done a certain way. Now, with that being said, there have to be certain um, safeguards in place to make sure everything is appropriate for the appropriate people involved. And I'm going to get to what I mean by appropriate in a moment because there's also discussion about children being present for pride. Now, with advances in visibility of younger people coming out, I think it's imperative that there be a place for children and young adults to be involved in pride, but it needs to be monitored, superscribed, and properly um, dictated where, when, how those events will go on. Because one of the things that's happened to society is that younger people have a little bit less of a sense of innocence because of their access to all things at all times because of technology via social media, smartphones and things like that. So there should be events specifically curated for younger people in different age groups so that there is an understanding of preserving some of the childlike nature for children that they're not pushed to mature psychologically too fast. So if it's younger kids, it may be simple little things like the Drag Queen Story Hour is an amazing um, event. Harmonica Sunbeam, those on our episode about drag, is a great advocate and supporter and producer for those types of events. Um, you can happily reach out to her for things like that. Or educational storybooks and things like that. Or even featuring things directed at young people that may be able to turn into a discussion about 
identity and self-love and self-acceptance. For teenagers, it may be movies and documentaries explaining some things about gay history that don't push them in one direction or another, just giving them the information and the knowledge or giving them access to resources they can use later in life or even like explaining in greater detail gender identity and the gender spectrum and things of that nature. When it comes to adults, there's a time and a place for things. Um, I am nobody's prude. I am very pro-sex, sex positive. Those things should be done in appropriate venues at appropriate spaces around appropriate audiences at the appropriate time. Some people have fetishes and taboos for getting caught to each their own with that situation or whatever. It's on you if that happens. But just be mindful in certain situations. You need to keep that in check for the greater good of the better part of the population. I mean better by larger mass majority. Not everybody wants to be seen by not everybody wants to be seen or participate in those activities, but also those who are against the community often use those behaviors in a malicious manner to make us look like monsters and vilify us. Um, also, representation of different people within the LGBTQI plus community as far as the racial and cultural spectrum. Different activities catered towards people of color in the different denominations, whether it be black, Latinx, um, any of the people across the diaspora that goes across Asia, East Asia, and Southeast Asia, um, some of the European countries as well, or even just differentiations between things um, amongst those who may be people of faith within the LGBT community, because some people do still hold religious values and principles. And I think the opportunity is greatly heightened with the advent of all these digital mediums and people becoming so proficient in them that the doors are open to be more inclusive fully with the entire LGBT community and the access of resources to do interesting things that reach all different walks of life through pride. Additionally, the accessibility for those who are differently abled has now increased because you now have digital options where people can participate or people have more voices representing that segment of the community to express they're here with us and they should not be an afterthought in these things. So making sure events are physically accessible for those people who do want to join the events in person and have accessibility concerns or accessibility needs. These don't need to be debates or social media bitch fests with people. They just need to be discussions so that solutions can be found to better unite the community. Um, it just got to a point where you were seeing full-on debates about whether jockstraps or harnesses were appropriate for pride. Honestly, if people were not full-on fucking in the street... And they are wearing that because it feels liberating. That is part of pride. Just as much as somebody walking around with a rainbow flag on their back like a superhero cape. That is part of pride. Just like somebody in full drag and full hair and makeup walking down the street in the heels with a sign saying we're here, we're queer, not going anywhere. That is part of pride. Just like the family with their kids in the strollers with the kid waving a rainbow flag showing support for their family and not even knowing they're showing support because it's so normal for them. That is part of pride. It is all part of it. We don't need to be backbiting each other because it's not the vibe we go for. 
in New York City with the restrictions being lifted so quickly, we saw how fast um, our nightlife and social event personalities were capable to put things together and get people out and about to all of these events. Everything was packed, sold out, lines down the block and everything like that. Understandably, some of you still have your feelings and concerns regarding the um, lingering effects from the pandemic, and I totally get and understand that. But you have to not only admire, but also commend the resilience of these people who put together these things so quickly. The venues who allowed them the space to do so, to give us all places to go, because we've all been cooped up and not been around each other, but also goes to show you Pride is not built on corporations and sponsorships. Pride is built on the people on the ground who do the work to get things done. Always remember that when you are questioning someplace having a line or wanting you to do advance tickets so they can get a head count so they can keep their coins in check or charging certain cover charges, bear in mind something. There's a lot of work that goes into those things behind the scenes Getting some of these performers out, getting places staffed has been so difficult in current times. Be mindful of that as we go into the future because you not supporting those venues takes away from our community as a whole. That takes away places that we have to go to be our safe spaces, our havens, our escapes from reality, our places of community. It's not just, oh, they're charging too much. There is a reason. More often than not, it's not greed or malice or anything like that because shit's expensive they have to pay people people have to be able to support themselves on a lot of these events that get thrown and the work that goes into doing them all the lighting and the decoration and security measures and making sure folks have outfits and it's all part of the process it's all you may not see it that way, but just understand when people do these events for pride, yes, they do make money off of them, but they also do a lot of it for the community. And a lot of people out there have been doing this for a long time and it means a whole lot to them. Their heart and their soul are in the work they do. And that is a huge part of pride as well, because the people who started those first marches and parades and rallies and the parties that were fundraised to support people that didn't have money for medication or care during the HIV and AIDS epidemic, that still rings true to a lot of the people hosting these events and the reason why they do them for our community. So please understand that as we go into the future, understanding that it's one time a year where you have to pay a little bit of extra money because they're doing a little bit of extra work. And this year was especially important because of how quickly the turnaround on things was. There wasn't a lot of time to do promotion or get people out of town. You saw a lot more local talent being used. You saw the opening of new places like the Q in Midtown with bringing in so many legendary people, such a diverse array of programming for our community to give something for everybody to see. And we're going to see so much more of that coming if you just keep your eyes open and keep your eye out on social media. There's so many things coming down the pipeline for the LGBT community that we need to support to help us rebuild and bounce back from what has been a, almost a year and a half of seclusion and the community being separated. We need to try to do so without getting on each other's nerves or dragging each other through the mud because we don't like people who do this, that, and the other. Don't yuck somebody's yum. 
it's not for you, if it's not for you, guess what? Keep scrolling. The whole point of pride is everybody to celebrate their own individual identity within one community. Not to try to dictate what the proper way to celebrate pride is or which color the rainbow is the most powerful. They're all there. They're all meant to be there. And we should all stand united.